I want to talk about vaccines. Very quickly, but the HSE boss, Paul Reid, has said that he is quite shocked to hear of the at least one GP refusing to administer COVID vaccines and doses to patients. He said uh, he was asked several questions from journalists at the HSE press conference this, yesterday afternoon in relation to a doctor who said he would not administer the vaccine. He said the HSE will make alternative arrangements for his patients of any doctor who refuses to administer the vaccine. And a GP who refused to give the COVID-19 vaccine remains defiant, shall I say, in the face of harsh criticism. Dr. Gerard Waters of uh, Whitethorn Clinic in Selbridge, County Kildare, was yesterday condemned uh, by Paul Reid of the HSE, saying he was extremely disappointed and it's quite shocking. And the doctor also reveals he does not refer his patients for COVID tests. He says, uh, my take fundamentally is that it's an experimental vaccine. It's an o- a messenger RNA vaccine. And I don't think the illness overall warrants using an experimental vaccine. You can't t- test a drug over a period of less than a year. This has been rushed into production. And that's his opinion, obviously, and not the opinion of the HSE. He added he will not stand in the way of his patients getting the vaccine elsewhere, but he says it's now up to the HSE to sort out vaccines for these patients. Dr. Waters said he tells patients that he wouldn't put anything in their arms that he wouldn't put in his own arm. And he disagrees with how COVID virus has been handled by the authorities. Now, very soon, the vaccines will be rolled out in many settings around the country, according to the government, uh, including GPs' offices and halls and all sorts of different places. That's according to the Department of Health. We'll wait and see what happens there. And GPs and healthcare workers will be paid to administer those vaccines. But some GPs and possibly nurses may object as a conscientious objector. And this argument, of course, happened during the abortion legislation. You may remember when the legislation came in, doctors said they didn't agree with abortion, uh, a lot on religious grounds and they said they wouldn't be part of it and they were allowed to conscientiously object. Uh, This is based on that same privilege and doctors have said uh, they won't send people for the vaccine but have no objection to them going elsewhere. So the question I want to ask you today is should healthcare workers and officials and doctors be allowed to refuse to give the vaccine or the jab as it's called or discourage people from actually getting it? Should they be allowed to do that or should they be struck off for even suggesting it. I want to go very quickly, if I can, to Dr. Marcus De Bruyne. Uh, Marcus was in the news last year after he had resigned because he didn't agree with the government's handling of COVID-19. And we've spoken to him many times since. Uh, Marcus, good afternoon to you. How are you doing, Niall? Nice to talk to you. Yeah, it's, it's been a little while, Marcus, and I hope things are well for you. But, I mean, in relation to Dr. Jared Waters, and not just Jared Waters, I'm sure there are many other doctors around the country who are cautious in relation to the vaccine and have taken a conscientious objection. Um, do you believe the Irish Medical Board should have issue with that or take issue with that? Well, look, I mean, it's 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 a very difficult situation for people to be in. Look, and, and I'm sure, you know, Dr. Waters, like myself, would promote and support the use of vaccines. I mean, I've been vaccinating kids, you know, for the 20 years of my career. All my kids are vaccinated, you know, and I'm sure Dr. Waters would agree that vaccines are essential. There's an essential role for vaccines. But this vaccine, you know, is is slightly different. Now, I'm not saying just because it's slightly different that it's it's highly dangerous or that perhaps it's not. Perhaps it's entirely safe. However, it hasn't gone through all the safety trials. We don't know. If but they there. they will argue, Mark, that this is a coronavirus vaccine that they've been working on for years anyway. This type of vaccine, this uh, messenger RNA vaccine, that they have been, you know, obviously developing this for years in relation to other coronavirus. And it was just a matter of tweaking it, I suppose, for COVID-19. Isn't that the argument? 
Well, look, that that may well be the argument, and it may well be a sound argument, but the simple fact remains is this has never been done before. mRNA vaccines have never been rolled out to the general public on the scale of the, and, 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 and in the manner that they're being used today. This is, this is unprecedented in terms of medical science. These are new vaccines. This is new type of technology. And that doesn't mean that it's bad, and it doesn't mean that it's highly dangerous, and it doesn't mean that people shouldn't take it. You know, vulnerable people, and I would emphasize the word vulnerable, vulnerable people should be offered the vaccine. But, you know, there's other things going on behind this. You know, I mean, the fact that it hasn't gone through the safety testing, the fact that it's a novel experiment. Well, they they say, when you say it hasn't gone through the safety testing, it's gone through the standard safety testing without, obviously, the testing on animals, which I know that was uh, ruled out or taken out of it. But in saying that, all vaccines at some point have to go through the final clinical stage, which is this is the final clinical stage where they test it on a, you know, a large percentage of the population. And that's exactly what they're doing at the moment. So we are the final clinical stage, I suppose. Yes. And look, and, and look, that that makes that makes reasonable sense. You know, I, I mean, I don't mind if I was a vulnerable person being part of the final clinical testing stages, you know, in terms of the the, the horrible things that, that, that COVID-19 can do in nursing homes and can do to elderly vulnerable people. You know, there's a calculated risk risk here that, that people should be informed of and should be taking. I would be promoting the use of this vaccine for very elderly, vulnerable people. However, you know, if we take the concerns of doctors like myself or Dr. Waters and many other doctors throughout... Okay, the well, uh, before, you go, sorry, before you go any further on that, yeah. uh, and I'll come back to that, when you, say, I just, when you said when you take the concerns of Dr. Waters and myself, does that mean you're refusing to give it as well? Oh, I'm refusing. Look, there are many doctors around Ireland who are conscientiously objecting to how this vaccine is being used, to how it's been administered in the nursing homes, and most importantly, to how side effect data and to how associated vaccine mortality, how all of that information is being collected, or more importantly, not collected at all. You know, so the, but the, the real issue here is, is or, or this one of the central issues here is, is doctors like myself, or Dr. Waters. I mean, all doctors in Ireland, we've all been issued correspondence from the Irish Medical Council, you know, informing us that we are ethically bound to promote the guidelines, you know. Now, you know, that might sound like it makes perfectly good sense, but, and, and, you know, it, it makes sense on a certain level that we're eth- ethically bound, certainly, to follow the guidelines and to advise people to adhere to the guidelines, but we're not and we shouldn't be ethically bound to promote guidelines. Are you ethically bound by the Medical Council of Ireland to administer the vaccine uh, to your patients if they come to you and ask you for it? Well, no, you're not. You're not medically or ethically bound to issue any drug or medicine. I mean, if this sort of thing, if we take, for example, thalidomide or that sort of thing, or drugs that are, where, where, you know, we're deemed. Well, we can, we, can, we, we don't have to go that far back in time. Of course, the swine flu vaccine, which was recommended by the HSE, recommended by Tony Holohan as well at the time, if I remember rightly, um, of course, was taken back off the market after a couple of years. We're now seeing high court cases, uh, sadly, where some people got narcolepsy. Now, there has been a suggestion that it's a correlation rather than a direct transmission but in saying that uh, we've seen the drug companies paying people out of court uh, for those particular instances made them here in the high court very recently in Ireland but <clears throat> you know this vaccine is it's a worldwide vaccine to a worldwide problem and according to governments of the world mark 
Marcus, this is the only thing that's going to get us out of the mess that we're currently in. And I suppose a lot of people are saying, well, stick it in my eyeball. I don't care. Let's just get back to normal. Yeah, is, that, is that not the anxiousness of this? Look, absolutely. But, you know, I mean, going back to that example of, of the swine flu vaccine, I mean, look, when, when my kids, when that swine flu vaccine came out, I was very cautious about whether my kids should take that or not. And I had the choice to be cautious about it and the choice to kind of to object to it. But what's going on at the moment is is that Irish doctors, many Irish doctors, people like myself we and, and Waters and, and many other GPs that I know of, but I'm not going to mention here, we are conscientious. Okay, when you... Okay. When you say many others that you know of, okay, and I don't want to get, I don't want their names obviously on the air. That's up to them yeah. to come out themselves and say that. I mean, what percentage? And I know during the abortion referendum, this is the last time we heard the word conscientious objection. Um, yeah. You know, there was quite a large percentage of doctors who refused to not only perform an abortion but to give information or or, yeah. or to give any information to women and would pass it on to somebody else. But in saying that, what? How many doctors would you say are refusing or will refuse to give the vaccine? Do you think it's quite a large number or is it just a small? Well, amount? that's that, that's the thing. Now you're not going to get that information. I am aware that there are many doctors around Ireland who are using and trying to use alternative therapies or or certainly respected and proven therapies, drugs like hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin, who are trying to use these therapeutics in end stage or or people in the community who are suffering with COVID-19. Doctors are doing these things. Doctors are refusing to participate, to give the vaccine, to take the vaccine. The important salient point here is that we're not allowed to speak about it. So you're not going to okay. find out... And what, and what do you you're say... You're not going to hear those things. And what you do know? you say to people, Marcus, who've accused you online of being a conspiracy theorist, uh, that you're playing in... Now, I'm certainly not saying that on the air here today, but I have accused you of it, and you're playing into the hands of conspiracy theorists by refusing to give a vaccine or by suggesting that... And, and you haven't suggested, by the way, that's on the air today, that it's dangerous. You said that it may not be. It may be perfectly good, and it might be good for the population. But in saying that, by even suggesting that, or by casting doubt on it, that you're playing into the hands of conspiracy theorists. Well, I was speaking to a very good friend of mine, um, um, Dr. Pat Morrissey, who has also equally been subjected to a lot of this sort of narrative, you know, about being a conspiracy theorist. You know, we're not conspiracy theorists, we're conspiracy analysts in the sense that we're looking at the counter arguments, the counterfactuals to what Neffet is telling us and what, what the public health guidelines are insisting and to the efficacy of lockdown. You know, if you, if you contradict guidelines or if you find fault in guidelines, if you find, if you have concerns about a vaccine, it doesn't make, I mean, if people want to call us or call me or call other doctors who are raising these issues, conspiracy theorists, well, you know, I mean, it's Throwing mud at people doesn't really help any argument. You know, there are legitimate concerns about the use of this vaccine in young people, in pregnant women. In there are there well, the vaccine hadn't been tested on pregnant women. Now, during the tests, of course, some women did get pregnant, uh, but it hasn't been particularly tested on pregnant women. And maybe the advice, and I think I heard the advice there recently, was that if you plan to get pregnant within the next three months, that was a suggestion that maybe you shouldn't get the vaccine. But again, you need to talk to your own GP about that in relation to that. So so you're saying to me that it's not that you're advising anybody not to get the vaccine, and I want to make that abundantly clear, because you, as far as you're concerned, you don't know. Uh, but from your point of view, well, okay, Marcus, would you stick the vaccine in your arm? Absolutely not. I mean, okay. I'm, I'm, so you, I'm, you personally I'm, wouldn't take it. And on those yeah. grounds, you, you are more or less saying what Dr. Waters is saying, that if I won't stick it in my own arm, I'm not going to stick it in the patient's arm. 
Absolutely, and, and you know the, the main point. The, the main point that I'm making is that there are lots of doctors like Dr. Waters, Dr. Myself. I mean, and I'm looking at some of the texts coming in. Somebody says, "Like fair play to Marcus. At least he's been honest." Somebody says, "Marcus is completely irresponsible. Uh, this vaccine is a way out of this virus for many people and could save many lives." He's being completely irresponsible by even suggesting to people that he doesn't have faith in it. What do you say? To well, that? Uh, well, I mean, how how is this a way out for people? I mean, my my biggest concern, you know, from the start of this crisis was the vulnerable in the nursing homes, who I think were were, were patently and blatantly abused by the state during this process. How is the vaccine a way out for these people? So, in the nursing home, you know, the elderly resident gets the vaccine. Can after the vaccine, can they visit their can their family visit them? Can they? Is, has anything changed? What's the way out? Okay, so, though you're, you're talking about it in relation to the fact they're still going to have no visitors at the end of it. Well, well, but, well, well what, what are they getting out of well, it? Well, we I don't mean, know yet, Marcus. There hasn't, there, there seems to be no plan in place for when every elderly person who wants to or needs to get vaccinated in care homes, all twenty thousand of them, uh, yeah. are done. Um, and yeah. let's say their 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 children who will be in their fifties or sixties are vaccinated yeah. as well. Will they be allowed to meet? So far, the suggestion seems to be no. Uh, but maybe that plan will change. Maybe maybe we'll have more data at that point to suggest that the vaccine not only protects you against symptoms, but maybe the data will then suggest that the vaccine is slowing down the spread of the infection. Maybe then that data will be available to us. But it, no. is it a little bit short-sighted to, you know, straight from the, the traps to turn around and say, no, well, I don't trust the whole idea of it? No, well, and that's certainly not what I'm saying, and that's certainly not what Dr. Waters would be saying, I'm sure, and that's certainly not what most doctors, reasonably conscience doctors, would be saying, is that we don't trust the whole idea of it. No, we have serious concerns about it. I mean, you know, if it's a case that there are associated side effects with the vaccine or associated mortality, particularly in the vulnerable, why isn't that information been recorded by the Department of Public Health? Why isn't that information been recorded for the sake of epidemiology for the sake of science and for the sake of medicine. Why is it that doctors who raise concerns about the, the potential potential side effects or potential associated mortality with the vaccine, why is it that, that, that they or we are being subjected to medical council sanction and investigation? And have you been subjected to medical council sanction? Oh, absolutely. I'm currently under a full medical council investigation for failing to promote the guidelines. Now, and I have absolutely, I insist that people follow the guidelines, but because I've questioned the guidelines, myself and several other doctors are the subject of medical counsel investigation. Okay, so is that, is that part of what you believe is a cancel culture, essentially? Well, look, I'm not too sure what the terminology behind cancel culture is, but, you know, in, 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 in reality, you know, they're, they're behind the scenes. Doctors are working hard on behalf of their patients. I am working hard on behalf of my patients. Dr. Waters is working hard on behalf of his, his patients. There are good doctors out there who have serious questions to raise about Nefes, about vaccines, about what's going on. And we should be allowed to raise... Absolutely. No, I, I, absolutely. You should, everybody should be allowed to ask questions without being judged. But just finally, before I go, in relation to the money that's being paid to doctors to administrate the vaccine, uh, some people have questioned this, you know, on an ethical, on ethical ground. That, that basically it's a cash machine. Uh, essentially, I mean, I, I'm, I'm trying to remember actually the figure that is being paid to doctors, but I know it's a quite a substantial amount of money that's been paid to GPs to administer the vaccine and again to administer the second dose as well. Uh, do you think doctors should be paid such large amounts of money? Because they stand to make quite a substantial amount of money. Well, look, the, 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 there's, a, there's a huge financial incentive and financial bias towards 
following the guidelines and adhering to the guidelines and promoting the guidelines and administering vaccines and that sort of thing. You know, I mean, whether that's right or wrong, look, that's for that's for people to, to, to I suppose, for individual doctors to kind of think about in terms of their own conscience. I think it's wrong to be financially incentivizing and top loading the guidelines whilst on the other side shutting down and, and, and closing down and disincentivizing any sort of any sort of question of what's going on like it, well it's tw- I, just to clarify sorry it's 25 euro uh, per dose plus yeah. a 10 euro processing fee yeah. Uh, yeah. paid f- uh, per patient as well so 35 quid per patient yeah i think that's wrong and I, but 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 i don't think it's wrong that people are paid to do a job but i think it's wrong in the sense that well it's that, 5 minutes work isn't it well well no well that's side of it is highly financially incentivized. Now you take the other side of it. You take the recording of, for example, of potential side effects or associated mortality. How is how is that incentivized? How how is that even organized? Like, so in other words, in other words, we should be encouraging doctors then to have uh, aftercare to speak to patients about how they felt after the vaccine if they did have any local uh, swelling well, or well, whatever well, it is. Absolutely. Well, well, pay them. Is there is there is there any incentivization or any payment for a doctor? But I mean, but yeah, but have we ever done that with a vaccine? Like that? Yeah, but no. have we have we ever paid doctors to or incentivized doctors or ever had to do that in relation to any other vaccine? Why would this one be different? Well, it, 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 this one is different, and that's the argument. This is a different vaccine, and you know, it, it, it behoves the state and it behoves doctors themselves to be recording side effects and reporting side effects. I mean, science itself, medicine cannot operate properly if we're not looking at side effects, we're not looking at associated mortality, and if we have a, a system in place, I mean, currently, to report a vaccine side effect in Ireland, you know, a, 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 a nursing home resident or their family member would have to look locate this organization responsible called the HPRA, get onto their website, and there's a seven-step or 12-page process where they go through themselves and have to log all of the side effects or, or that, that their family member has endured having had the vaccine. Now, I mean, that's complete rubbish. Like, well, well, particularly if it's a new vaccine, certainly, and something that we need to know about. And, and obviously, not only that, it's global as well. But listen, I've run out of time, Marcus. Uh, and I, just to clarify, you will not be administering the vaccine to anybody either. Myself and, and many of my colleagues won't, but many are quite uh, cautious and quite afraid to offer any sort of contradiction to what's going on because we're summarily, summarily um, um, punished and, and certainly sanctioned if we open our mouths. In okay. any Will you just open your mouth again today? <laughs> <laughs> I know, yeah. and I can expect the consequence. Thanks very much for okay. that. <laughs> All right, listen, thank you very much indeed. And I appreciate your honesty. All right, thank no, you very no, much no, indeed. No, Dr. No, Marcus no. de Bruyne.